This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Folks, we are back. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and I'm developing a slight cough. I think I need to finally go get six or seven of those jabs. Where's Dr. Fauci when you need him? Time for the booster. The booster. I am science. If you don't believe me, get in the trunk. I'll drive you into, into Brooklyn. We'll take care of it. Folks, we are watching Elon Musk and Joe Rogan. And he is talking, Musk is talking about the singularity and what comes beyond the singularity. And that all of this technological, technological prison planet technocracy could be great. It could be great. And let's see what he says about how great it could be. Right. But one thing is for sure, we will not control it. Do you think that it's likely that we will merge somehow or another with this sort of technology and it'll augment what we are now or do you think it will replace us he's sitting there in a praying well, that's position the, scenario, the, the, the merge scenario with AI is the one that seems like probably the best like for if, us yes like if you if you can't beat it join it <laughs> that's Okay, you, I'm sorry. This is this. It's actually not, this is where he gets to the point where he disgusts me because we've already proven he's the one building it. And then he says, you know, if the merger of man and machine is the way to go, transhumanism, which I call anti-humanism, because it is the death of humanity. So he tries to scare you into this end of times. Because AI is coming, it's going to beat us, we're not going to control it. And now he's going to tell you that the only way for us to survive it, for the human race to survive it, is to join it, to merge with it. He actually says, if you can't beat them, join them. If you can't beat them, join them. And then Rogan will go, yeah, man, that's cool, man. Let's smoke some DMT, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so... From a long-term existential standpoint, that's like the purpose of Neuralink is to create a high bandwidth interface to the brain such that we can be symbiotic with AI because we have a bandwidth problem. You just can't communicate through your fingers. It's too slow. And where's Neuralink? Remember, none of this is natural. Okay, none of it is biological. None of it came from the earth. All of the technology, he's saying the stuff we have to interface with at faster speeds because we can't keep up with it. We can't merge with it at the rate of us being able to type on our phone with our thumbs. Like we're stupid monkeys is basically. And they actually joke about this at some point that we're stupid monkeys. But they're building, he's building it. He's building it. By the end of this, I want you to be so bored 
because you just see him as evil. You see him as the fork-tongued devil that I see him as. And anytime anybody brings up Elon Musk to you, you can hammer off a few of these points and shut them up and warn them that you're being driven into the arms of a madman. At right now. I think we'll have something interesting to announce in a few months. That's at least an order of magnitude better than anything else. Probably, I think better than probably anyone thinks is possible. How much can you talk about that right now? I don't want to jump the gun on that. Um, but what's like the ultimate, what's, what's the idea behind it? Like, what are you trying to accomplish with it? Like, what would you like best case scenario? I think best case scenario, we effectively merge with AI uh, where we, AI serves as a tertiary cognition layer, uh, where we've got the limbic system, um, kind of the you know, primitive brain essentially. You've got the cortex. So you're, you're currently in a symbiotic relationship. Your, your cortex and limbic system are in a symbiotic relationship. And generally people like their cortex and they like their limbic system. I haven't met anyone who wants to delete their limbic system or delete their cortex. Everybody seems to like both. And the cortex is mostly in service to the limbic system. People may think that 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 their that the thinking part of themselves is in charge, but it's mostly their limbic system that's in charge. And okay, so as you see, what he starts to talk about, right, the limbic system and the cortex. He's talking about two parts of the brain: the primitive part, and more of like the creative information processing part. And when he's talking about creating sort of this third layer, this is the Ray Kurzweil theory of creating the high mind cloud-based silicone neocortex that will beam back into your head, okay? Which Kurzweil was talking about this way before Musk. So Musk is now actually building the apparatus, the device that will plug into your head to connect you to this. So on one hand, he's pretending that AI is dangerous. On the other hand, he's very much a part of making Ray Kurzweil's prediction come true. And one of the, come I don't want to jump the gun, but I want to tell you, Google Ventures, Google's investment firm, is one of the companies behind Neuralink that helped fund Neuralink. So he's working with Google who Ray Kurzweil is the chief engineer, they're working together on this project. You see, it all connects. There's no good guys and bad guys. They're all bad guys. There's no right and left. They're all one team. There's no some fat guy in a basement building AI and Musk is going to save us from it. They're all the same. They are the cybernetic collective. The cortex is trying to make the limbic system happy. That's what most of that computing power is oriented towards. How can I make the limbic system happy? That's what it's trying to do. Now, if, if we do have a third layer, which is the AI extension of yourself, that is also symbiotic. Um, and there's enough bandwidth between the cortex and the AI extension of yourself such that the AI doesn't de facto separate, then that could be a good outcome. That could be quite a positive outcome for the future. So instead of replacing us, it will radically change our capabilities. 
when he talks about the AI extension of ourselves, there's two pieces to this. One is what they call a mind twin. And I believe uh, the next episode or the one after, we're going to do a show on a company called AI Foundation and its founder, Lars Butler. And we're going to discuss mind twinning and how that works. And then the other part of it is connecting you to this hive mind of all of the intelligence, which is what I believe uh, what they're after or part of what they're after. So they can tap into all of our individual feelings, emotions, and knowledge. But the mind twinning is where you take your consciousness, you upload everything about you. In a way, I'm doing it. Think about it. I am laying down these videos and these podcasts in part because I have a child in the way. And I want to be able to leave behind a catalog of everything I've researched and everything I know and I'm aware of for my child. So in a way, I am downloading my consciousness onto the cloud, right? So I am actually taking part in this. See, even I'm guilty of it. But that's what he's saying. You're going to have this ability to just suck all the knowledge out of your head and upload it into the cloud. And that package is your mind twin. It's your AI self. And then that will become part of a collective of the 7.6 billion AI selves, which is then this ultimate super knowledge that all of them will tap into. Craziness. But in theory, in theory, it can actually work. Yes, it will, it will enable anyone who wants to have superhuman cognition. Anyone who wants. This is not a matter of earning power because your earning power would be vastly greater after you do it. So it's just like anyone who wants can just do it in theory. That's the theory. And, and if that's the case, then, and let's say billions of people do it, then the outcome for humanity will be the sum of, of human will the sum of billions of people's desire for the future. And but that, that billions could be... of people with enhanced cognitive ability, radically yes. enhanced. Yes. And th which would be it, how much different than people today? Like if you, if you had to explain it. Okay. You see what he's saying? He, he's telling you that if you go and do this, don't worry what it costs because your ability to make more money is going to greatly increase by you having this. So your earning power will go up and you'll be able to pay for this augmented surgery that you got by planting this device inside of your head. This is part of the adoption. He's selling it. Now, if you don't get it, you're going to be a monkey. If you get it, you will make more money. But then again, what do we need universal basic income for? Hmm. I don't know. These plans just contradict themselves. To a, a person who didn't really know, understand what you were saying, like how much different are you talking about? When you say radically improved, like what do you mean? You mean mind reading? It would be difficult, mean... it would be difficult to, to really appreciate the, dif the difference. Um, you know, it's kind of like how much smarter are you with a phone or computer than without? It's, you're vastly smarter, actually. You know, you can answer any question if you, if you connect to the internet. 
You can answer any question pretty much instantly, any calculation. Uh, the, the, your phone's memory is essentially perfect. Uh, you can remember flawlessly. Your, your phone can remember videos, pictures, any, everything perfectly. Uh, that's the, that your phone is already an extension of you. See, that's the lie. He says, you are smarter because you have your phone and you can answer anything because your phone can remember everything. But you are not smarter because without that phone, you don't have access to said information that you could tap into. It's like 50 years ago, if you said, well, you are vastly smarter because you walk around with a set of Encyclopedia Britannicas on your back in a backpack. And any question anyone asks, you can open the encyclopedia and look in there and give them an answer. That does not make you smarter. And access to this technology and this information does not necessarily make you able to, say, earn more money. You still have to use your brain as an entrepreneur to develop a business model that utilizes information or software or technology that you have access to because of this, but it does not make you as a human necessarily smarter. Now, if you were reading a book or studying another language, whether that be in written form in a book or on your phone, it's still your brain that's processing the information and your ability to retain information that is going to, in fact, in the end, make you more intelligent or make you smarter. The phone is just a tool. The question is, are you willing to embed that phone in your head to get access to this information faster with the ability for, let's say, a bad guy, not Musk, assuming he's a good guy, to hack into your head and Musk, if he is a bad guy, to control you with this slave chip. I want you to really think about that. Really ponder that question. Would you be willing to put a phone inside your head so that you could access videos faster than you can with your thumbs? Now, I'm going to use my thumb to press this button and go to break. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, folks, we are back. We are back from having our phone implanted in our head so that I'm smarter now. I can watch Netflix inside my head. That makes me smart craziness folks walk around with a set of encyclopedia Britannica stapled to my head and tell people that I'm smarter but I'm not that smart because I have to flip through the pages with my thumbs therefore we have to open up my skull and jam a set of encyclopedia Britannica's down into my neocortex yeah that sounds like a good time why would he do that because he loves me loves me. Elon Musk loves me. He does. He loves me so much. Let's get back to this psychopath. You're already a cyborg. You don't even, well, most people don't realize they are already a cyborg. It, that phone is 
an extension of yourself. It's just that the the data rate, the rate at which of the communication rate between you and the cybernetic extension of yourself that is your phone and computer is slow. It's very slow. And and that that it's like a tiny stroll of, of, of information flow between your biological self and your digital self. And we need to make that tiny stroll like a giant river, huge, high bandwidth interface. It's an interface problem, data rate problem. Okay, so the problem that you and I have, we're just stupid people. The humans have only been on Earth, I don't know, some people say millions of years, some people say 10,000 years, some people say 2,000 years, whatever. We are just stupid. We've always been stupid. We lasted this long, but how did we do it without putting a brain chip in our head that can access our phone at a faster rate of speed? I don't know. Let this psycho figure it out for you. Solve the data rate problem, then I think... I think we can hang on to human machine symbiosis through the long term. And then people may decide that they want to retain their biological self or not. I think they'll probably choose to retain their biological self. Versus some sort of Ray Kurzweil scenario where they download themselves into a computer? You will be essentially snapshotted into a computer at any time if you're biological. Okay, okay, I have to pause this. Let me just tell you. What he's referring to is what I've discussed is when he said you can retain, some people will choose to retain your biological self. Your biological self is your body. They look at your brain and the rest of you as two separate things. So they look at your body as a biological suit that your consciousness that they extract from your brain is located in. And so what these technocrats believe is that you will either have the ability to keep inside of a biological suit, either your body you're in today or another body you might be able to beam yourself into, or a non-biological suit, which they eventually believe you can download your consciousness into a robot or these robots that form out of tiny microscopic nanoparticles and come together like a swarm of bees and form a robotic body. Yeah, this is your future under these people. This is your future under these people. This is what they want to do to your children. Logical self dies, you could just probably just upload into a new unit. Literally. Pass that whiskey. <laughs> this is, we're getting crazy over here. Okay, so now Rogan has to act troubled and he's breaking out the yeah, whiskey right now. Down the rabbit that? hole. Grab that sucker. Give me some of that. <laughs> this is too freaky. This is where they have to See, normalize. I've been thinking about this for a long time, by the way. I believe you. Rogan is sitting across the table talking to Musk as if he's talking to me. And I'm just telling him all these crazy things. And he's like, oh, dude, it's like hanging out at your friend's house. Dude, we got we got to drink some whiskey, dude. We got to smoke a joint, dude. This is nuts. You're telling me some crazy stuff. He's literally sitting with the man who gets to play the engineer, the architect. He's like the uh, modern-day version of Howard Hughes, you know, who was another big government contractor who wasted all of our money. Yeah, I mean, this is what you're dealing with. And they sit there and they're going to drink whiskey together. Rogan's sitting across the table from a guy supposedly worth hundreds of billions while Rogan's worth hundreds of millions. And they're just shooting the shit. They're going to drink some whiskey and talk about uploading your consciousness into a new, <clears throat> what did he call it? A unit. He didn't even call it a body. He called it a unit. 
They're just going to drink some $25 whiskey together. Yeah. If I was talking to one of my... Cheers, by the way. Cheers. Oh, yeah, cheers. Whiskey. Thank you. Cheers to you, too. Yeah, cheers. I don't know where this came from. Who brought this to us? I'm trying to remember. Somebody yeah, gave it yeah, to us. Yeah. Old Camp, whoever it was. Thanks. It's good. Yeah, it is good. Um, This is just inevitable. Again, going back to your when you decided to be, have this fatalistic viewpoint. So you warned, you tried to warn people. You talked about this pretty extensively. I've read several interviews mm -hmm. where you talked about this. And then you just sort of just said, okay, it just is. Let's just – and you, in a way, you're – by communicating – the potential fear. I mean, it, for sure, you're you're getting the warning out to some people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was really going on the warning quite quite a lot. I was warning everyone I could. Who the hell is he warning? He's building it. See, that's that's how these guys work. I'm not going to get into it today. I can't. I will get myself into trouble. But. There's this certain spiritual outlook, uh, sort of an ideology, a spirituality in which they have to tell you, they have to project what they're doing to give you a chance to revolt against it. And if you don't, then it wasn't their fault. They do this through movies like The Matrix, through uh, 1984, through Brave New World. There's movies like Equilibrium. And now they just do it right out in the open through speeches like at, at, at World Economic Forum, like Yuval Noah Harari. You have no soul. You have no spirit. You have no free will. You're a hackable animal. We can control you. We will tear down democracy. We will be the leaders of a new government worldwide to manage the technocracy. And these people, now they send out Musk and Bezos and these other wackos to tell you what they are doing. He's telling you what they're doing. And they feed it through propagandist court jesters like Joe Rogan. This is how it's done, folks. You're watching it in real time. Let's get to the end of this. You've met with Obama and just for one reason. Look, just to talk out. about AI. Yes. And what did he say? He said, what about Hillary? <laughs> Worry about her first. <laughs> Shh. Everybody be quiet. No, he, he listened. He certainly listened. Um, I met with Congress. I met with, I, I was at a meeting of all 50 governors and talked about just AI danger. And I talked to everyone I could. No one seemed to realize where this was going. Talking about it while he's building it. Always remember that. When people tell you, and, and I've had this happen dozens of times in my life with people, um, and I bring up Musk intentionally to see the reaction, and they are all brainwashed into the hive mind already where they'll say, well, you know, he, he warned that it's dangerous, and he really, with open AI, he's going to give AI to everyone. These people don't even understand what AI is. They know nothing about the things we talked about here. You guys probably knew a lot of this when you started listening to my show. If not, I hope that you've learned some stuff. I'm learning more as we go along. These people know nothing and they're gonna sit there and tell you, he's trying to give AI to us because he loves us. He really does, Dustin, he loves us. Um, you know, he, he's just a guy that tried to warn about it and nobody listened and now he's building it, you know, with 
government contracts, but that's beside the point, Dustin. I mean, he he loves us. Look at him. He's a normal guy. Just normal. He just got rich because he's a hard worker. Is it that, or do they just assume that someone smarter than them is already taking care of it? Because when, when people hear about something like AI, it's almost abstract. It's almost it's almost like it's so it's so hard to wrap your head around it. it By is. the time it already happens, it'll be too late. Yeah, I think they didn't quite understand it, or didn't think it was near term, or not sure what to do about it. And I said, like you know, an obvious thing to do is to just establish a, a committee government committee to gain insight, you know, before before you do oversight, before you do make regulations, you should like try to understand what's going on. Um, and then if you have an insight committee, then the once they learn what's going on, get up to speed, then they can make maybe some rules or propose some rules. And, and that would be probably a safer way to go about things. Yeah, so someone like him is going to go and be on a committee. He wants a government committee that he's going to sit in front of people like Ted Cruz. Come back, Ted Cruz here. All right, let's see what the AI, like these guys are going to regulate this artificial intelligence. In the end, it'll be a panel like him sitting on a committee like Eric Schmidt of Google was with the Artificial Intelligence Committee. And they will be in charge of the whole system and set the rules for themselves. And that will all be done in secret. It'll all be done under lock and key. It'll all be done under the interest of national intelligence, considering that the CIA is behind a lot of this already. It seems, I mean, I, I know that it's probably something that the government's supposed to handle, but it seems like I wouldn't want the, I don't want the government to handle this. Who do you want to handle I want it? you to handle this. Oh, geez. Yeah. I feel like you're the there is the most massive propaganda of all. See, Rogan starts this 30-minute segment we reviewed with saying, you're like an alien, you're the smartest guy I ever met, you came to Earth to solve all of our problems, and now he's going to end this 30-minute clip we watched talking about how Musk should be the purveyor and the regulator of the very prison planet technology that he's building. Unbelievable. Book ended intentionally by those two comments, by yours truly, without an AI chip in my brain. One who could ring the bell better. Because if, if Mike Pence starts talking about AI, I'm like, shut up, bitch. You don't know anything about AI. Come on, man. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He yeah, but I don't demons. have the power to regulate other companies. <laughs> what am I supposed to? He just said Mike Pence would say that AI is demons when it was actually Musk who said that adopting AI is summoning the demon. So, like, Rogan makes a joke, not that I give two shits about Mike Pence. Rogan makes a joke about Mike Pence not knowing anything about AI, believing that it's the demon, when Musk, at the point of this interview, had actually already said publicly that adopting AI is summoning the demon. Rogan didn't know that. Musk didn't correct him. Quite interesting. Like, right. Like, but maybe know. companies could agree. Maybe there could be some huh. sort of a... I mean, there's... We have agreements where you're not supposed to dump toxic waste into the ocean. You're not supposed to do certain things that could be terribly damaging, even though they'd be profitable. Maybe this is one of those things. Maybe we should realize that you can't hit the switch on something that's going to be able to think for itself and make up its own mind as to whether or not it wants to survive or not, and whether or not it thinks you're a threat. And whether or not it thinks you're useless. Like, why do I keep this dumb, finite life form alive?
Why why keep this thing around? It's just stupid. It just keeps polluting everything and shitting <laughs> everywhere it goes, lighting everything on fire and shooting each other. Why would I keep this stupid thing alive? Because sometimes it makes good music, you know? Sometimes it makes great movies. Sometimes it makes beautiful art. And sometimes, it, you know, sometimes it's cool to hang out with. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of that clip. And you see there Joe Rogan had the end with... Just he ends with like demeaning humanity, making these jokes about it that AI is going to be super smart, and that we are just these dumb things. And then he goes on this long, long tangent about how we are monkeys, and and uh, <clears throat> really relates us to the monkey, and that the AI is going to be so much smarter than us, folks. There, there, there is something. There's a piece of this equation that is missing. And so when they talk about ridding us of, of our biological body, the nuisance of this dying, aging body that's susceptible to disease and germs and viruses, and we rid ourselves of this, of this dying, decaying flesh, and we can replace that once we get through the nanorobots in our blood phase that just repairs our body like getting a daily tune-up on your car until the point in which we can get ourselves a new suit, a new flesh suit or a new nano-robotic suit or a unit, as Elon Musk calls it, where we will then take our brain, upload all of our thoughts, our emotions, our experiences, our life story from our brain into the cloud into this AI hive mind neocortex where there'll be a little locker, a little safety deposit box that says dust and gold. And that will be loaded up into this cloud, into that, that server, that computer tower, that hard drive with my name on it. And my whole life will be there like a VHS tape or a DVD sitting on a shelf. The story of dust and gold. And then that... DVD apparently belongs to me. The contents of the safety deposit box belongs to me and only me. That's my consciousness. And at any time, I can download that consciousness. At first, I can do that through a primitive Neuralink Bluetooth chip implanted into the back of my head. That's how I will upload my consciousness to that safety deposit box. And I can access that anytime I want on demand. On demand, 24-7. It's like the Netflix of Dustin Gold's life. And then when this biological body, this rotting, decaying flesh dies, they can take that brain chip and pop it into another biological body. Maybe some body that's cloned in a laboratory with no brain. Or with an empty brain ready to be loaded with, with my consciousness. And so I could be plugged into that body. My brain, my consciousness, my thoughts will be there. And then eventually they will have non-biological unit suits. Walking robots, 50 feet tall, with rockets on their back. Just like an Iron Man suit. Or these small nanoparticles like mosquitoes or bumblebees will come together like a flock of birds. Like, they come together and they form a body. I don't know what it is. Today, I identify as a leather couch. It's a leather couch. And so I form into this leather couch, and my consciousness gets beamed down into that. 
So again, it'll have all my thoughts. It will be me inside of the couch or inside of a banana or inside of a cup or whatever I feel like being that day. It's kind of like the transgender movement is very similar to the transhuman movement. In fact, it is the bridge. It is the bridge. I told you, removing gender, removing human identity itself, your race, your ethnic heritage, all of that is part of this movement. To the point where humans hate themselves so much, they're so confused, they believe they can change genders every day, races every day, until they want to merge with machine, which is the objective of Musk who told you that AI will overtake humanity and the only way to beat them is to join them. He's a salesman and he's there to push you in that direction. And then once that consciousness, your consciousness that's located in that lockbox, that DVD, on that VHS tape, on that cassette, on that eight track, the story of your life, you Billy, you Maria, you Mike, you Jack, you legal man, all of you, your individual lockboxes. And then, because they love us so much, all of our lives, 7.6 billion with a B, 7.6 billion lives will all be connected into what's called a hive mind. And therefore, there's 7.6 billion brains, emotions, pain, suffering, love, and happiness, and divorce, and marriage, and the birth of a child, and the death of a child, being thrown out of your home, buying a home, horrible parents that beat you, loving parents that hug you, all of it, 7.6 billion, kind of like Facebook, but it'll be more, because it'll be everything, and it'll be the truth not the fake life you put out there on social media to get your friends to love you or so you can mask the fact that your husband beat you. No, this will be the truth. And it'll all be loaded into a hive mind and someone will get this super Neuralink chip that will go into their head in which they have access to all of the knowledge. Like the Riddler character that Jim Carrey played in Batman where he puts on the helmet and it sucks all the thoughts from around from everyone and he says if knowledge is power then a god am I sounds like a super intelligent AI deathless authoritarian to me if knowledge is power then a god am I said Jim Carrey as the Riddler this is what they are after they want to be gods. They want to control everything. It's in Elon Musk's own words. Folks, we are going to pick this back up in the next episode. I'm extending the Musk series to four parts. In the next episode, we are going to analyze Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's show in 2020. And then the final episode, we are going to show you the Neuralink technology and then who is behind that company. It is too important for me to skip the 2020 interview. I know this is painstaking, but you need to watch it. You need to watch Musk with new eyes. You need to watch Rogan with new eyes because they want to upload you just like I told you. But here's the part that they are missing. 
This is what Musk is missing. This is what these propagandists who will take a dollar to sell this shit to you and your children are missing. You can upload my thoughts. You can upload my emotions. You can upload this DVD of my life. You can take away my rotting, decaying, biological flesh body and put me inside of a nanoparticle robot. But guess what the missing piece is when you stick my brain, my recorded brain, into a biological metal suit? There is no soul, so it is not me. Which is why Yuval Noah Harari said, You have no soul! You have no spirit! And you have no free will. You are a hackable animal stuck here in the fourth industrial revolution. And you have no soul. There is no God. Because Yuval Noah Harari wants to be God. And we will show you that in an upcoming episode. They will never get your soul. Never let them take your soul. These people are evil. Stay away from them. Stay away from their technology as much as possible. And let's navigate our way out of this technocratic matrix. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. Have a wonderful day. The matrix is a computer-generated dream world. Built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.